it's not a simple decision to just go in and 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 talk to someone once and they say, oh, I'm going to buy. They there are there are all sorts of um, contingencies and there are other people involved and it's complex and there's integration and you got to get buy-in and all those sorts of things have to happen and and uh, which complicates the sales process and and that's sort of um, to me that's kind of fun that makes it interesting it Welcome you all to Soul in the Game podcast. In today's episode, we have Brendan McAdams, who loves sales, business to business sales, and he has written a book called Sales Craft. I met Brendan on Twitter and I had questions about selling and I really wanted him to be on this show. It is a great honor to have conversation with Brendan because he is amazingly skilled in this and has a lot of knowledge and experience. I'm very, very appreciative of him agreeing to talk to me. Hope you enjoy listening to this. Even though you're not into sales, it opens up some thought process, which is great. Also, a reminder, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast channel, please do subscribe. There is a new episode every Monday that comes out. Finally, enjoy the show. So, so I've been in sales for uh, well for a long, long time, and uh, and I uh, I actually started my 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 dad's a doc, and I actually started by selling uh, this particular belt buckle via mail order and. Um, and so a long time ago that I got into it where I would actually, I would write a check to the, uh, for an advertisement in the journal of bone and joint magazine. I don't think I've ever explained this to anyone before. And I would write a check for like 750 bucks. And it was a lot of money back then. This is a long time ago. And, and I would, would terrify me. And, but then after, after, you know, a week or two later, the, or, uh, the, the, um, the envelopes would come in, the letters would come in with checks from doctors. And, and so it's really kind of got me into that space. So I've been in, so I've been in sales now for forever and um, a lot, mostly enterprise sales. So selling to big, large accounts, business to business, uh, B2B sales. And, and I just, it's just been sort of fun. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I just really enjoy it. And so I, I've, that's probably where the kind of the enthusiasm comes from. That's, I love that story. Can you tell me like, how did you figure out uh, if you remember, like, uh, how did you come up with that idea? It's, it's um, very creative. The, oh, the, the, for the belt buckle? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, uh, my, my dad wanted, uh, my, my dad wanted one and he just thought it would be kind of a clever idea. And, you know, and he, he goes to these conferences and knows other physicians and so forth. And he thought that would be, this would be a good thing to do. And so created a, 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 a bronze, you know, found a, 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 a foundry that would make them for us and design, had it designed. And then, and it's, it's based on the Kedusha, which is, Kedushas, which is the, this emblem of a tree being straightened by a, by a, a, a post and it's and it, the idea is it's to it's the representative uh, symbol i think it's greek symbol of uh, 
of orthopedics and medicine and, and healing. And so it just kind of, it, it sort of made sense. And so we started making them and, and you'd buy them a hundred at a time or and whatever. And then we'd sell them via mail. And it was pretty, it was pretty cool. It was kind of magic. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like that. And uh, the raw material, like there are so many thoughts you have to think about this, right? It's not just selling, but you are going into the supply chain, you're going into the raw materials, yeah. manufacturing and all that. So um, how does the sales part come in when you're, when you're actually manufacturing it or when you're um, creating something? How does the sales part fit in there? Why is that so important? The, the, well, because, well, at some point, um, well, I, I like to think of sales as, I think, uh, you know, other people have said this before as well, but I like this. And it's like good salespeople really just helping you to make a decision. And, and that's the way I kind of look at it. I, I want to, uh, I want them to make a good decision. Um, and, and I get, I get, I get uh, so, so in this, in the sales, in that, in that sense, the idea is what can you do to help someone to make a good decision? And in the line of work that I'm in, in enterprise sales and B2B sales, that, that, that's usually a pretty complicated process. When you're going in and you're selling something to someone, it's not a simple decision to just go in and, and, and talk to someone once and they say, Oh, I'm going to buy. They, there are there are all sorts of um, contingencies, and there are other people involved, and it's complex, and there's integration, and you got to get buy-in, and all those sorts of things have to happen, and and uh, which complicates the sales process, and and that's sort of um, to me that's kind of fun. That makes it interesting. It, you know, and and you know a lot of moving parts and <clears throat> coordinating things. Those are all sort of. I don't know, they, they fascinate me. And so, so when you're selling into that environment, they're, you know, solving those, that problem is, is you, you can't fool someone into making a decision like to choose you. And so you're much better off figuring out, can I solve a problem for someone? And, um, and, and how would I, how do I do it? And if you can, and you do it, then you're talking to the right person and if and the right company or and and if you're and if you can't then the best thing you can do is is tell them and and move on and and even maybe even suggest oh yeah i can't help you with this but uh, you know these people may be able to you might talk to them and i i think if you look at sales from that perspective um it's not nearly as harrowing or 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 scary as as it's often made out to be, it's not really rejection anymore. For example, it's now, it's now, oh, I, it's not a fit, and and you should be happy about that. That it's if it's not a fit, because now you're not getting yourself wrapped up in something that you ultimately are going to have problems supporting down the road. And so, if you look at it through that lens, I think sales becomes a lot less of a of a burden or a, or, or a chore, and much more about helping someone become uh, accomplish some end and if and that that's that's satisfying yeah yeah well i love that you mentioned um the problem solving approach right you're yeah. bringing your 
showing that what's the value in having this or what's the value that this product or service can create in yeah. their life yeah but why does um, sales have such a bad rep like i go to a car buying a car and then i'm really i do not want to talk to them i yeah. i want to make yeah. my decision like why why do you think it has such a bad rep oh, this oh, there are so many reasons in the media and so i guess ultimately like um like at one level um you know, in movies and TVs, there's there's nothing exciting in a sale that goes well. You know, it's it's not it's not particularly exciting at any point. You know, it's you're having these conversations that are quite, you know, they're quite detailed and and so forth. And there's so much time that's spent that's not, you know, um, where there's no drama or conflict, right? And so so you know, those sorts of the cliche, you know, uh, first place El Cadillac Eldorado, second place steak knives from, you know, Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross, which everybody uh, quotes is such a terrible, it's such a great dramatic moment, but it's so not consistent with what most sales is like, it would be one thing. And then the other is, and I think this is, this is, I'm gonna, in fact, I'm gonna have to write a blog post about this, but bad compensation plans are, are the, are, contribute so much to the to the bad reputation that uh, uh, that sales often has and that is you you compensate people for revenue at the expense of it being the right thing for the customer or even the company I mean I've I've witnessed so many instances where the comp plan motivates you to do something that really doesn't serve the company or the customer very well and and yet the the sales person can oftentimes, be paid really well for a deal that's not in anybody else's best interest. And, 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 you know, when those things happen, you end up with a lot of dissatisfied customers. Yeah. So what that, that um, has, a, you know, the car sales versus the regular, yeah. Yeah. whatever the company within the company, what they are doing. Kind and of this is like been. I I spend some time I spend a lot of time talking to founders like you like the, our little cons, our consult session I talk to founders a lot and founders in particular should have their alliance that this is why I think founders should be selling early on when you know when you when you're just getting started when you're getting your first first you know your first customers your first dozen your first hundred customers I want founders to be selling because their interests should be highly aligned with that other customers. I mean, they should be, they should be, when they're talking to a prospective customer and there's not a good fit for the product, they should know to walk away and find another customer because that's not going to do them any good in the long haul. And so their, 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 uh, their interests should be highly aligned. And, and if they are, then again, this, the sales process should be relatively uh, conversational and and uh, consultative, and if it's and and, and so it, again, it sh it shouldn't be that um, difficult to uh, to do at that point. As you are talking, I almost feel like it's a it's like I'm making a recipe. You know, I'm thinking of creating a recipe here. It, yeah. You mentioned about interest aligned with the customers, right? Yeah. 
doesn't that take time for people to understand who the customers are or how the thought process is of a particular customer is that when i go to buy a car they would not know about me anything right they would just okay what what's your i'm oh i need an electric car or a hybrid car and this is my thing but it's it's very um there are like only five six points that i may be expressing but there are so many other things that i'm not really expressing is that also yeah. part of um, yeah. customer yeah yeah and and it and it all kind of you know the 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 amount of of um uh, the amount of discovery, if you will, that takes place obviously depends on how complex the situation is. Buying a car is relatively straightforward, but but that's a great example. And I spend a lot of time, what I do is I coach, I, I am a sales coach to founders that are that are in their early stages. And, they, and, and again, I go back and what I tell them is, you know, I think you need to sell, but I can help you sell more effectively, make fewer mistakes, coach you, in a, in a way that allows you to do what you need to do and do it more efficiently, effectively. And, you know, and, and that's kind of what I do. So, to, you know, your, your car sales example is a really good one. I mean, it's simple, but it's a very good one. And that is like when, when rather than try and put you in a car, you come onto the lot and the, and the salesperson says, asks you a bunch of questions. Like, like, what are you trying to, what, what, why do you want a car? What, what's, you know, what's your, how many people will be driving? Where, where are you going to? You know, are you, do you commute every day or is this, uh, or do you want something for the weekends? Or, you know, there be, there, this is the discovery process. And a good car salesperson would, would, would ask you a whole bunch of questions. And at some point, one of the questions might, a series of questions might be, you know, you don't want, you don't want a Ferrari, you know, here on the Ferrari lot. You, you really want a minivan. I, we don't sell minivans, so she, you should go over to the Chrysler dealership across the street. And, uh, and it, that's a great sales example to me. So, but at the same time, if you, know, you ask, if I ask you a bunch of questions, if I'm the car salesman in this instance, and I ask you a bunch of questions, then I, at the end of that, I know, oh, this is the sort of thing that you might like. And then I can tell you, here's what you might like. And, and you know, and 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 you might like this car, and here's why. And here are the things that are great about it. And here are the things that are not so great about it. You may not like. And and versus this one, and it has these same features, but it has this other feature, but it doesn't have this feature, or it's this much more, and all those sorts of things. And now I'm I'm not telling you to buy a car. I'm saying these are the choices that you have available. And I like this one, but you may not. And you like this one, or you might. And and now all of a sudden. The, the burden is off of me to sell you something. I'm helping you again mm -hmm. to make a yeah. decision. And, and if I'm doing it in a way that's genuine and generous and, and, um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and based on information, based on, based on data, if you will, then you're gonna, you're gonna look at me and say, Oh, you know what? I, you know, I trust this, this person. He, I trust him. He, he's given me a lot of to, now I can make a better decision or you're going to ask me some questions and I'm going to give you good answers. And if I give you good answers, then, then, and so it, it really becomes this, it, it's really much more of a conversation. It's not a sale. And at the end of that, you say, Oh, I, I'd like to, you know, I, I want to buy this one or I don't, or I don't want to buy either. And here's why I may have, you may have an objection and I have to answer that objection. And then 
it's 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 kind of a little bit of a dance but it's at the end in yeah. the end i think you have to make the environment such that they that they want to buy and not that they you're selling them because the minute you're selling them i think everyone their their guard comes up my guard comes up and so at some point you have to you, you really want to try and make it as a comfortable uh, uh, an experience as possible and car dealerships tend not to do that because their comp plans aren't aren't designed that way they are they're based on volume and so if you leave the lot and don't buy you're a missed opportunity and so that comp plan is set up in a way to to disincent the the, the salesperson from from having that kind of a conversation with you I love that example. <laughs> I love how you explained as well. It, it makes sense. It, it's like really so clear. Okay, why, why this happens and why this doesn't happen. And you also mentioned about the enterprise sales or B2B yeah. sales, right? So what's the difference between, for example, B2B is yeah. a business mm -hmm. to business and other types? What are the, what are the well, differences? So they're, they're, the ones that I always think of are B2B and then there's B2C or, or direct to consumer. So B2C is business to consumer. And, and I will, uh, and I think I may have even told you this in, in our, when, before we started, is I don't really know much about B2C. And there are people that are very smart in that space, but B2C is much more of a volume-based business. It's the kind of the, it's, it's much more marketing driven. So it's, it's based on copywriting um, and, uh, and advertising and understanding demographics and a lot of really uh, smart stuff. I had a chance when I, was, when I was first getting into sales, I had a chance to work for Colgate, the, the toothpaste company. And, uh, and I nice. interviewed with them and, uh, and they were, they were talking to me about a job and I'm a kid at this point. Right. And I, and they were saying, well, here's, here's one of the things we're wrestling with is we've got, I'm, I'm in charge of this, this particular person was in charge of the, the toothpaste division and I'm interviewing with, two, and they're trying to figure out whether or not people like a screw cap or they want a flip top. And the flip top was just coming out at the time. And I'm thinking, oh man, this is in the weeds. This is not what I want to do, right? <laughs> Which is, I don't want to be trying to figure out whether Sumia wants to buy a, a toothpaste with a flip yeah. top versus a, a, <laughs> a cap that, that screws on or whether she likes a lot of mint or not much mint or sparkles matter and things like that. And I, that's just a very different model. So that you know, those people are very smart and they're very data driven. And that's not my area of expertise. I'm much more one on one. I talk to people. I, I enjoy talking to people and and having conversations and figuring out what 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 the problem is here versus what the problem is there. And how do I how do I get both people happy, you know, so that they they that we solve a problem and I, you know, and, and I make a sale. Uh, so, and that's yeah. much more of a B2B world is where you're, it's a much more conversation driven, much more of a, not entirely, but it's much more of a one-on-one -on -one sort of a sale than, than the, uh, than B2C, for example, or direct to consumer. Right, right. Wow. There are so many things <laughs> to think about here. I had no idea. And, uh, that Colgate, the toothpaste, <laughs> uh, example you yeah. gave, reminds me of um, in one of the books I read, I think it's Habit, 
um, by Charles Doug, yeah. I think, he mentions about um, how human brains are wired to create yeah. the habits, right? And toothpaste is uh, is one example he gives. We we are just um, addicted to the flavor than actually the the process of doing it. That's why we do it, go back and do every yeah. single day as soon as we wake up. And the person who came up with that idea is that data-driven, like yeah. you mentioned, um, and understanding psychology of people or, or every, yeah. every person and using that information. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that that's, makes sense. that's just not my realm. I, I mean, I, I, people like that can do that are really smart. I'm just, that's just not, that's not something that I've ever focused on. And, and I, I don't, um, I don't know that I'd even be good at that. <laughs> Brendan, this is also hard. This B2B is, is a, it's a different ballgame altogether. Yeah. I, I mean, it is hard for me to understand. You make it so simple. And uh, when I have, I mean, I ask you questions, you're like, oh, try this approach or this approach. And then you make it really sound like, oh, that's so that's so nice why didn't i think about this before right and yeah that well, that's that's a totally well, different part, part of that is that's very nice of you to say and um part of it is i've been around for a long time so i've seen a lot of things i mean so so i've seen all that there's a benefit that comes with that is number one and the other thing is when you're a founder and and i'm i'm guilty of this too when you're a founder it helps to uh you, you're you're kind of you're in the trees you're down in you're in the middle of the forest. And so sometimes um, it's hard to gain a different perspective. And so, so it's nice when to have someone like me come in and talk to you. And this is one of the kind of advantages that I think I bring to people oftentimes is, is I, come, I come to the problem from a different angle. And, and as, as a consequence of that is I can oftentimes see things different with a different perspective because I haven't lived with it I can ask some stupid questions I can I can probe things in a different way and the consequence of that is 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 you get another you get a different viewpoint and and that's where kind of a you know not to put a pitch in but that's where having having a a mentor or a coach or or people that who you can rely on from outside is really valuable especially especially for founders early on when, when their time is so valuable and making mistakes can be really, can be really kind of um, not catastrophic necessarily, but, but they can really set you back. I mean, from a, not from a, just a revenue standpoint, but from a momentum standpoint and a motivation standpoint. And so those things, when you're early on, uh, you know, startups are fragile, you know, especially in the beginning. And they, 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 they need a certain amount of, uh, it just, it helps immensely if you can get some momentum early on. And, and it's, that's, and it's oftentimes really hard to do because things are, you're still figuring things out. So if someone can help you figure things out a little quicker and kind of avoid some of the traps, boy, that can, that can really be advantageous. Yeah, that is, um, that is, I can totally resonate to that. Um, to your points that you are mentioning here so if the listeners if you need a coach <laughs> reach out to brendan he is amazing um and also you're down to earth that's what i really love about talking to you you're very 
down to earth and you're not i i get a feeling that you're not really judging me for like my quest silly oh, stupid questions i oh, have oh no so. not at all this is it's all fun this is to me this is uh, it's got to be at some level it has to be sort it has to be fun so um so so i know i i love conversations like this yeah and um, so the i i think we already talked about actually selling for selling versus you know selling to create value yeah. um you mentioned about that in the car sales thing but when we are doing uh, b2b right and if the business already has a customer or already has a product that they are using yeah the approach will be totally different like um if right. a product is being used and uh, me approaching them it it takes a lot of um, i have to understand what their current product is doing and then how i can help based on what is missing out of it or how i can bring value in that case is yeah. one of the hardest yeah. scenarios in b2b yeah you have any talking oh, points oh yeah this is that? this is a, this is an excellent i to me this is one of my favorite kind of topics to talk about because i and so it's 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 an excellent question because because i think in most cases everyone worries about <clears throat> competition or they people often do worry about competition and i i don't i think the competition that people think of is the other vendor and that's really almost never the competition it, it is in a in a new sale it can be although it, even that's not even true uh, the competition is usually whatever they're doing now and whatever they're doing today whatever works for them today and and then so what you're trying to overcome is this this the status quo and and part of the status quo is uh the reason why they're in the status quo is the risk of doing something new is too great the pain of it is doing too great the 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 gain that they get isn't enough to make it worth doing it so 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 i think about sales as a as behavior change in a sense it's like you're asking them to make a change in their behavior they have to do something differently and the difference between b2b sales and and selling a car for example is just the the complexity that comes in the chain you know there's just more potentially more complexity you you step on the car lot to buy a car you may decide yeah my car is okay i'm going to stick with it and it's that's the you know it, it, the benefit of having a new car isn't great enough to you know the risk of taking on a new payment isn't great enough i've got this car it works you know it's i can probably get another 50,000 miles out of it i'm going to just live with it and so you'd put off the you put put off that decision right and so in a b2b world it's sort of the same that's the same kind of um philosophy that you're or the same um circumstances that you're up against and so so i liken it to um a journey and i i actually i'm talking about this in a couple of weeks on this very topic and that is is that i think um i think that in 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 sales you have to make the journey part of the sales uh discussion and that is and you have to kind of address hey th this is where you you are today this is where you're going in 6 months in a month whatever the time frame is to get them up and running and you have to say here here's what you can expect over the next several months and you know this is what this is what we're going to do we're going to do all these things for you we're going to do we're going to get you implemented we're going to do this we're going to do that here's what you need to do 
And, you know, so I'm telling you up front, so you know that this is what, these are the obstacles you're going to run into. We're going to need you to give us this data file. We're going to need to meet with these people. We're going to need to, you're going to need, you want to get three or four really good evangelists to buy in. And so how do we, here's how we, here's how we make these people evangelists for the new, the new solution. And by doing this, by getting three or four people, this is what, you know, th these are the steps that you have to take to get them to this journey. And if you can explain to them that there's this, like, uh, that there's this journey and this is what they can expect, and this is what the outcome will be in the other, on the other side, and I'm going with you, and, um, and this is why the journey is going to be safe and no one's going to get hurt and everything's going to work out great is because we've anticipated all the problems that are going to happen along the way. And so therefore, now all of a sudden, the risk is reduced. Now they see, oh, I'm with someone. I've got a guide. I've got someone who I can, who, who's been down this road before, who's thinking these things through. And, and half of the, half of the, you know, like if I told you, at Halloween, you know, the movie Halloween, that Jason's going to, do I have that right? Is it Jason? Jumps out at this point. And he's got, so what, and if I tell you ahead of time what's going to happen in the movie, then the, the movie's not nearly as terrifying anymore. And now you can get through it. Like I hate scary movies. So, but if someone told me this is what's going to happen here and here and here, then I know, oh, okay. And now it's not terrifying anymore and I'll sit through it. And it's sort of the same, it's, it's kind of the same thing. People are facing, a scary movie and and what they don't want is they don't want the risk that comes with making that decision how's that yeah <laughs> right right yeah the, i mean that's um the that fear can actually stop you from taking the next step right that that's the totally yeah. worst thing that can happen when you are in the journey of entrepreneurial journey or of creating your own company so how would you um what was I thinking? I had a specific question based on that example you gave. That was so good. Um, how would they? How would they really understand like when to approach? For example, I have a blockage, and that's when we need a coach su such yeah. as you. Right. Right. Um, have that. To have that block. Okay, I have. I have a blockage here. How do I? How do I go out of it? Or how do I get through this? Right. Yeah. And um, you give me some help. You, you, you'll be like talk uh, action points. OK, try this approach. Try this approach yeah. for that. Would you um, for, for I'm talking about you right now for yeah. you. Do you have to understand um, the product itself or do you have to understand the person who is navigating through this for you? How is your. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I, if I, if I have, um, uh, I don't want to sound uh, immodest here, but if I have a skill, and one of the skills I think I'm pretty good at is I, I am pretty good at understanding things from the customer's perspective. I try and think about it as a customer would. And I, I go so far as to think, and I write this in, I, I have this written in the, in the, in my book. And that is that I, I, I find out, I try and think about ways that the deal is going to go south. Where's the deal going to, where am I going to go off the rails? What's going to go wrong? And, and, and if I think about those things, not in some sort of paranoid or negative way, but if like, uh, if I think about those things, this is the journey again. If I can think about things like, how does this, how is this going to go wrong? You know, then I can, then I can have a, come up with an answer for that question. And, 
And so, so when I sit down and when I talk with somebody like you in your project or your, your company, I will ask like you to explain what it is you do and how you do it and, and what's the problem you know, that you're solving and how are you solving it? And then I think about it from the perspective of the customer, like what, how, how and, and I don't mean to be wrong, be uh, confrontational about this, but I try to think about, well, how could, how could she be wrong? How could, why wouldn't this work? Why? And then, and then what happens is I figure out, oh, here are the things that you need to address. And so that's kind of, so it, I don't necessarily, like there are certain, like certain industry specifics, like I don't know, like you're, you're in the educational space, right? You're, so, yeah. so yeah. that's not a particularly strong area for me. So I, I'm going to have limitations, a very specific niche sort of limitations that I won't, I won't know this or that little gotcha. But generally speaking, I'll know what they're, what you're up against in that space. And and the one thing that we all have that we can draw on is we 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 have a lot more experience than we sometimes give our credit for, give ourselves credit for. So, like for example, I've had kids in school, and uh, so I can understand that. So I understand how schools work. You know, they're collaborative, and they're principals, and there are uh, assistant principals, and there are guidance counselors, and how they all work together. And it's very it, it's there's a lot of consensus driven and it's and they're usually government right and so forth you know they're 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 funded by the local government in the u.s and and uh uh oftentimes unless it's a private school and then it's funded by the parents that are right so so you can kind of that can kind of help inform you and 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 i kind of apply those sorts of things uh, you know as i kind of as i think through the pro the sales problem yeah, that, that, that having that conversation with you last time that yeah. gave me opened up so many thought process in my mind, right? I, I wouldn't have thought in those particular ways. When you just asked a question, you didn't really tell me, okay, this is the approach you can take. But the very act of asking question that opened up my, okay, this is a this is how I should be thinking, or this is how I have to yeah. ask myself, is this the wrong? Yeah, well, the, and yeah. The, the part yeah. of it is, is like, um, and I, you know, uh, much smarter people than, than I have explained this better, but, uh, but it's, it's not, you don't want answers. You know, the, the, you really want good questions. And, and for me as a salesperson, that, that's been my, it's part of what I think makes me good at what I do is like, I, I'm quite curious about how things go and uh, how things work. And, and I'm quite happy to listen to someone explain something and understand it. And, and, and then from that, I can come up with, I can come up with ideas and, oh, this is how this might fit, or this is how we might solve this problem or, and the, and the like. And so it's the, the, the questions that, that I think if, if, if I were to try and teach someone how to sell, I mean, the, 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 and I, you know, this is kind of what I work on is one of the things I would say is, is, you know, come up with a good set of questions. I actually have like a, a download that you can, that you can um, get, and maybe I'll, I'll provide you with the link, but there's a download. And I have a series of, of uh, worksheets that, that have a whole bunch of questions on them at various stages in the sales cycle. And you can kind of use those as a way to kind of formulate the specific questions that, that you need to formulate to to 
to understand the problem from the customer's perspective. That's great. Can you share? Like, can we share with uh, with the audience? Oh, yeah. with listeners as well. Yeah, I can put absolutely. it in the description. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, you, you just post a link or whatever, and you can just download. It. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. Thank you, Brendan. Yeah. So now I want to move to the last part of our yeah. conversation. Um, that is, um, there is so much thought process going in. You you want to cover, or um, we talked about this before, that it's an art, right? Sales is an art and the art or the Zen part yeah. of the sales, what is it that that gives this um, so much peace or internal um, yeah. satisfaction? I, I, so yeah. so I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and that is like, first of all, it's, it's I get uh, a lot of enjoyment out of helping people um, uh, succeed as a result of selecting what I is I do, right? right so, Mike, if I'm selling database software, you know the fact that these people that my customers are able to accomplish things with the the software or the or or what whatever whatever I happen to be selling, if I can if I can somehow or another contribute to that and and make them successful, uh, those that gives me tremendous. Uh, uh, satisfaction. I, I really, I, it's just, it's just fun. And, and if you, I go into it that way. Uh, and as a result of that, I end up having a lot of great relationships with my customers. I, you know, I don't, they're not all friends. And I do kind of, I do butt heads with them because I don't necessarily always agree with them, but I, but I, but I, I do try and uh, I'm all, I'm, I tend to look out for their best interests. In, in a way, I mean, so I, in, in that sense, I, I will, I will say, listen, you, you don't want to do it that way. And here's, here's why. And, you know, this is, or if you're doing it that way, here are the trade-offs and, 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 um, and for whatever reason that kind of, that's paid off for me. And that is because it's, I think it comes from a genuinely, a genuinely good place. So, um, yeah, so I, it's kind of how I, I, uh, I approach these things and there's, and there, and I, in my experience, you know, this, uh, you hear the term growth mindset a lot or, or uh, um, uh, you know, and that is, uh, but it, it, it does seem to work out for me. It, it just, it seems to me that if you pay off, it, the, the payoff is much greater assuming that people are going to do the right thing and people are good and, and, uh, and that things are going to grow. I, I had an interesting conversation with the, uh, uh, I'm I'm g getting involved with a podcast, and so I'm I'm working with a, a, a guy who's going to be doing a, who's got a podcast. And months ago, I contacted him and said, "Hey, you're in the same space as I am. We both work on sell, helping founders sell, and so uh, I'd love to be in your podcast, but I'm sort of a competitor. You know, I'm in the same space." He says, "No, I'd love to have you on," and and that's sort of representative of kind of how the how I look at things is like, like oftentimes like, oh yeah, I'll have you, I'm happy to have you on. We'll talk about it. And, and sure enough, I ended up being a guest on the podcast and then now we've become friends. And so it's just, it's funny how, how little competition there really is and how, how much good can come if you have, like, I'm going off on a tangent now. I'm sorry about this. You can, you can clip this part out if you want later, but I, I just generally tend to view things as, as, uh, and from that kind of that perspective, from the like from this growth mindset or abundance perspective. 
Yeah, no, Brendan, I love that part you mentioned. It's that comp because that has a specific, um, um, you know, the message there that even if it's a competitor, you can talk to them. You, it's not like yeah. you avoid them or oh, I shouldn't be approaching them. But but that's a very good message, and I love that you shared that part. So. Yeah, I, I, and by the way, I came to that later. I mean, in the beginning of my, of my sales career, I, I, I really, oh, the competitor, it's a competitor. I don't, I can't talk to them. I can't tell you. But it turns out that, boy, I tell you, the competitors end up working for your company and, and you end up leaving that company and going to somewhere else. And now one of your competitors, and the competitors really are all just people anyway, right? Right. That you know, there there are other companies, but the but the companies are all made up of pe people. I I the, the example I like to use is I always see uh, baseball players and like when you watch baseball players, you know, like uh, and they get on base, you know, like someone gets a single and gets on base and they end up, you know, uh, they end up uh, chatting with the first baseman, the runner, and like they're on different teams. But oh, they're talking about whatever they're talking about. It's kind of funny how other oh, competitors, but yet they're. But they're not. They're all in the same. They're all in the same industry. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway. It, it sports teaches that part very nicely, um, and we need that that mindset in, in all other areas as well. We take it otherwise too seriously. Yeah. Well, uh, can I? I'll I'll use a different ex example. That's one where I'm really coming in from a, a, a position of ignorance, and that is, and we we talked about this uh, before the the call started is I, I'm launching this, uh, this learning community around sales. And um, it's been fascinating to me because um, I don't really know much about how to launch a community. And there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And, and one of the consequences of it has been that a lot of people have been really generous with their time and, and uh, with, in, with comments and advice and guidance and, you know, I'm basically guiding an idiot through the process. And it's been really, it's been kind of really fun because I think of myself as really good at selling B2B, you know, and I've had a lot of experience and, and, and that sort of thing. I know nothing about how to launch or not, I know a fair amount now, but about how to launch a community and people have just been really generous and they allow you to make a lot of mistakes. And, uh, and I, uh, and, and, and volunteer and so I've got a bunch of great speakers and so forth and they're all kind of volunteer and I guess the point I would make in all this is that you you have to uh, uh, you know you, you shouldn't be afraid to look to other people to give you help and and guidance and that, I think that's true with customers as well you know if you, you it's it's I've been in situations where my customers have told me how to sell to them and it's not that crazy an idea because ultimately they want a solution they need a solution and if you've got the right product oftentimes a good customer will know ahead of time oh this is the product we want and we want it and here's why and so they will actually kind of drag you along and kind of help you win because they win and um and i think that that's that's a mindset that a lot of um a lot of uh um uh, salespeople or founders need to appreciate is that that you're you're going into this, and you know if you if you've built something that's good, you should people will will want to have it because it solves a problem and it makes their lives better and 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 that sort of thing. And the one challenge you have, and this is one of those things that came up with my course, 
is I I had to constantly tweak it and it's uh, this community is adjusted and learn from the feedback that I got. And it, it, it proved to be a kind of a really good opportunity for me to learn uh, a lesson about how to launch something and how, you know, the kind of the process that founders go through. And I, because I was essentially going through it with this, uh, this learning community. So it's yeah. like, you're always like, you don't know everything. At least I don't. I know. In fact, I, I, I gave me a really good appreciation for how little I knew in certain areas. So, so it's, uh, it, but, but it fun. <laughs> you, fun. You're, yeah, you're strong with the B2B and, and I like that you're taking this community approach because I, I took a course on minimalist entrepreneurship yeah. in Feb. It's, um, you know, Gumroad. Yeah, sure. Um, so the founder of Gumroad, Sahil. So he taught that yeah. course and um, he talks about community a lot. I can um, I can share the details about that as well. So it's, I think you're, I can see you exactly following that model here. And, he, well, he's um, great too. Yeah, he should. is, he's great. I'm a, by the way, I can, I have to uh, say I'm a Gumroad investor. <laughs> Yay! Awesome. <laughs> he, I'll, he'll be very happy to know that. <laughs> full disclosure. I, he, you know, they 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 did a big offering, a big public offering. He's a he's a really cool, he's a really clever guy, and and I uh, I I want them to be uh, successful because I really think his philosophy is is uh, is very consistent with my own. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Um, I don't want to take, I know you're, you're extremely, you know, tied up, you're helping people. Um, so last one, I want my listeners to, if they're interested, and if they want to reach out to you, do you have, you have, you, you mentioned you have a course coming up that's on April 19th. Yeah, it starts at, right? yeah, but it's going to be ongoing. I'm just going to keep it going as community. So it's just going to be okay. a, it's going to be a, it's a subscription based. I, one of the things I did was I, I, uh, uh, I made a lot of, not mistakes, but I definitely uh, miscalculated a bunch of things in the course of developing it. But I, so I, the price is just, it's like a subscription based and it's like $15 a month. And so it's pretty affordable. And, uh, and because really, it's not really about, it's really about kind of just getting a bunch of people together that want to talk about the same, same subject. And, uh, and I'm just kind of very into this whole B2B sales world and and uh and and twitter is kind of fascinating to me and and there's this element of serendipity that comes with with communities in the sense that you know you end up you don't exactly know how things are going to play out but there are going to be some interesting things that are going to come out of having this group of people and i suspect there are going to be some collaborations that come out of it and you might be able to find a co-founder or you might be able to find you know, I don't know, someone to help you with marketing or, or, or whatever. I don't know. I don't exactly know what's going to happen, but I know that if you get, if you get 50, a hundred, you know, 500 people, whatever the, the number is together, interesting things happen. And people like to be in that environment because ideas flow and you learn new things. And so that kind of just is part of the excitement behind doing this. So it's, uh, it's been, it's been really, it's been a lot of fun. And so, so we're kicking it off with a thing on, on helping people with uh, get familiar with Twitter and using Twitter to, to, to um, uh, use the DMs, the direct messages, and, and to use that in a way that's really kind of effective for, for uh, 
engaging with prospects and customers and and there'll be like a little bit of a goal at the end and that sort of thing so it's it's it should be uh it's it's a it's a it's a lot of fun that's awesome brendan so to, and, to find, and to find me yeah. the best way to find me i guess is the easiest yeah. way is on twitter uh brendan mcadams at brendan mcadams is is the easiest way and then the other stuff I, I pu- I'll put in the in the you can put in the link or whatever you put links yeah. in if you want and then to, and there'll be and I'll get you a link to so you can download the the, the discovery questions which uh, people may find uh, useful. Excellent, that will be amazing. Oh. So, wish you all the best. Um, be great success for the um, the community and you've already building the community yeah. I can see that it's you're helping people and then the community I'm a fan of your um, <laughs> process already so that that's uh, that's great and I'd seen you have you built how you are building it as well <laughs> so ap- approaching that building public uh, yeah, it's, mindset it's been, right? uh, it's, it's been uh it's been it's been fun and i suspect for others watching it's probably been quite amusing too <laughs> it is it is it's like um you you think of okay but how did uh, brendan approach this and then you're taking that route so yeah thank you so much i really appreciate again you taking time and uh, coming on this podcast and sharing all this incredible valuable oh, it's, knowledge that's been, it's, been, it's been my pleasure i really enjoyed it. i love this and uh, and uh, and thank you for having me yeah thank you hope you enjoyed this episode If you haven't already subscribed please do subscribe and share the podcast with anyone you think would love to listen until next time take care and stay safe